0: Well, good evening, Mark. Well, good evening, Johnny. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm um, doing pretty good. Uh, honestly, man, I'm I'm kind of tired. I had a long day at an in internship and all that stuff. I've I've been flexing my therapizing muscles, getting stronger, developing them skills, honing, honing my abilities and such. You know, it was uh, good, It's, it's good. been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> funny story though. So I got this funny story. I work with this guy okay this guy's name okay. is mac and mac is like uh, i want to say maybe a year and a half ahead of me so like he's he's graduated he's working on his licensure and all this sort of shit he's going to be a therapist and w- well he's, <laughs> i thought he was going to be a therapist mac might have gotten himself into some hot water mark Uh oh. yeah so i work in like my site that i'm working in right now specializes in couples erotic like sexual fantasy therapy and okay. i know that sounds like i'm just making shit up and it, it like it sounds ridiculous but it's like okay you've got couples that are wanting to work on their intimacy and they so they come to a therapist and they can talk about what's going on and they can talk about all this stuff in a safe space and all that stuff so uh, it's it's a super cool experience, and this guy Mac, he just like cruises in there, and he's super suave, Mister Awesome, fancy pants. Like I can talk to anybody; no topic is off subject. I'm pretty sure if you ask this dude Essen shiza he'd just look at you and go, "Yeah, yeah, Essen." Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one might just be for you, but it's cool. Um, I get it. <laughs> but no come to come to find out that uh this very nice uh a lady walks into our office today she's got a suit on and she's got a little briefcase on hair up in a little bun it looks very professional asks to find mm-hmm. mac I'm like oh he's in the back of the office there and about 10 minutes later she walks out gets in the elevator goes down and i see mac just kind of like staring off into space And he's got this gigantic blue folder in front of him and homeboy has been subpoenaed because he is dating one of his clients. (laughs) Oh, and that's a big old no, no. Yeah. You definitely don't do that. Um, yeah, guy, gal, or other, you just no. Yeah. You just, you don't do it. There's all sorts of rules. And, I just, like, he's trying to explain himself and he's talking about, like, well, you know, they were splitting up anyway and they're doing this and they're doing that and I thought it was okay and blah, 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 blah. And what have I done? I can't believe I did all this and wasn't even my idea. I'm like, what do you mean it wasn't your idea? He's like, well, yeah, I heard these two dumb shits talking on a podcast about it. It's like the dang old podcast or something. Really? Yeah, so. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I guess we, Is Mac also to... a Time-traveling water heater repairman, Johnny? <laughs> he's is, he is not. He's not. Um, hmm. But you know what? If he's going to blame us, then I'm just going to have to go for it and start encouraging people because welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Dang Old Podcast. My name is Johnny, and I am a podcaster and an Arlenite, Arlenian, and who am I joined with? <laughs> and my name is Mark,
0: uh, and I am a meatmeister. That's right, kids. Second week in a row. I didn't forget. Fucking uh, serious a weekly wizard. <laughs> oh, I should have. Damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the meatmeister, I'm the propane wizard. It's cool. You're the propane wizard. There it goes. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, this is that Weekly King of the Hill podcast where we come together to talk about that beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. Then we slap it with our patented rating system and see if it still holds up. And this is our last episode of uh season 8, John.
1: Yes, it is. It's also our longest cold open ever. Do you know that? It's like, we're, we're doing pretty good here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it is. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Hot damn. Yeah, this is uh, this is officially our, our season eight wrap up. We're going to talk about this and then the, the first episode of season nine this week. Um, But hey, what do you say we just jump right in? I think we ought to. We're going to talk about episode 171, Talking Shop. Original air date, Mark, is May 23rd, 2004, and this is written by our good buddy and fan favorite, Garland Testa. Mark, what was the last uh, episode that we saw from Mr. Testa? You might remember
0: mis- Mr. Testa's
1: handiwork in such episodes as
0: Night and Deity. Oh, uh, guy that you and I could not yeah. get enough of. Yes, love that one. Uh, Get Your Freak Off, which is, again, another really solid Joseph Being a Creep episode. Uh, also packed with, Jane with and guest Jane. stars. <laughs> yes, also packed with guest stars, yeah. Uh, fun with Jane and Jane, which was also packed with guest stars. Uh, still being airtight with guest stars, was Joust Like a Woman. I'm doing these backwards oh. from season, like from where we were. Right. In um, Season 5, Kidney Boy and Hamster Girl. Season 9, Chasing Bobby. Um... And then, really, when we get into the earlier King of the Hill, he gets some of his best ones, like Moving On Up, uh, or Aisle 8A, oh. or Cotton's Plot, which was his first.
1: Oh, uh, fantastic.
0: Garland well, Testa might be maybe our, like, pound for pound for like what we've awarded him. He might be our highest-rated writer.
1: So he's, he's up there. He's our, 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 GW or Abe Lincoln on the Roosevelt of, of King of the Hill writers. That's for sure. Yes. Um, yes. With the I, Allens being the
0: obvious, uh, uh, Bill Clinton of <laughs> valor or whatever the hell we he named it. <laughs>
1: the, 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 Bill Clinton of valor. Is that what I just heard? You said
0: on the scale of Roosevelt or whatever. I don't know. I, my brain was associating. Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, I know. But my brain heard B sounds and that's what <laughs> it ran with. Did you just say, hey,
1: Blinken? <laughs> no, I said, hey, Blinken. <laughs> Hold the damn reins, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, Garland <laughs> Testa aside, uh, we're going to talk about the cast of characters real quick here. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Joseph Gribble, Dale Gribble, Bill Doetrie, Boomhauer. We have an introduction of April, Jenny Medina and Stacey Gibson. Appearances by Connie, Super Ramon Alejandro, Stuart Dooley, uh, Emily and dude, I was not expecting a return of Randy Miller. That threw me off. Yeah, yeah, dude. That messed with me
0: hard this week. We haven't seen Randy in decades at this
1: point. Like, I, I told him not to go in there. I was a good boy. Yeah, that freaking <laughs> so Randy got did. away. Damn useless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not responsible legally, Hank. Uh, you you heard the boy. You heard him. Um Mark, are you ready for a synopsis? Lay it on me, buddy. I I feel pretty proud of this one. Bobby tries to okay. make Johnny's dream Johnny's dreams his job of the week, but he gets shut down when Hot Donna tells him it's unethical to date his clients. <laughs> well done. <laughs> It, I told you I'm proud of that one. Uh, a, a story jippy. characters, Bobby. It, it's a B story character for Hank, but it's really a, subpli- a subprime one. It ties together in the end. Um, but I want to say it only ties together at the end. So it's a, almost a solid B story up to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to jump into my notes if you're cool with that. But I I don't know. I've, yeah, I've been talking a lot. You want to go first? You me to go first? No, nah, right. take her away, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we got our cowboy yell and our cowbell at the end. Yep. Or at the beginning, I should say. So that signifies end of season eight. We have that mm-hmm. um, with the addition of April, the character April, who is played by Laura Prepon. We now have had half of the main cast of that '70s show on this show, not counting Red and Kitty.
0: I was gonna say I know that Kurtwood Smith shows up. I don't know I, when, but I know he shows up.
1: Yeah, I don't remember when, and I was I could have swore that he did too. Um, but yeah we because we've had. Um, it was Hyde uh, and Dale, um, uh, not Dale Tech, but it was um, Megalodale. Megalodale, thank you. I knew I knew it was Dale Center one. Yeah, it's a at Mart yeah. episode with Chuck Mangione. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Hyde and Foreman, and now we have Donna. We're we're still missing mm-hmm. Jackie Kelso and Fez.
0: I thought he showed. No, he hasn't shown. No, no, he does show up though. I know that Wilmer. Valdrama shows up. I just don't remember okay. Where or when.
1: Okay. Well, and I'm not I'm not gonna be surprised if we don't see Jackie here because she did a lot, a lot of work all on the other side of Fox at this point. And it would be kind of silly yeah, to put her guy. in this show. Yeah, she's Megan Family Guy. Um yeah. but uh let's see here. Oh, I've got a I've got a good uh this is this is something that's going to tie you in here, Mark. Because obviously, this episode is very near and dear to my heart. It's literally about being a counselor, and God, Bobby makes my job look so easy, and it's really not that easy. You, you can't just your turn it brain, on and off John, like that. Your brain, John. Your brain. Um, But they talk about active listening in here. And Mark, you've been active listening for over a decade at this point, and it's not something you learned in a counseling course. Do you remember where you happened to learn that quite awesome skill?
0: Uh, in theater class?
1: Yeah, you'd say Sanford Meisner taught you, right? Or at least taught someone uh, who taught you? Well, I
0: was going to say, I think it was John Taylor what done it, but Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, somewhere down the line, it started with Meisner made its way to John Taylor and and right imparted it into us. Um, this was one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen it, or just ever experienced was the, the concept of active listening. When I was going through this in my master's courses, I went, oh yeah, I already know how to do this. I've been doing this for years. I learned how to do this in my undergrad in the theater um Mm -hmm. you we we were specifically taught you you listen to someone you actively respond to them and if you're actively listening that when they screw up a line you know that they screwed up a line and you can fix it mid if you need to or just not you know like not make it an egregious error um but on top of that you learn things like body language oh what does it mean when a guy is slumped what does it mean when he's got perfect posture what does it mean when his arms are crossed like all of this stuff that you and I learned on how to block and how to how to do all this this like directorial shit, it's very much applied to just human beings in general. So it, I I don't want to say that I had an edge as a theater major going into a counseling pr- program, but I think I kind of did. Because on top of all of that shit, on top of all of that shit, we had to take how many public speaking classes or acting classes where we're getting up in front of people. I'm not afraid to talk to anyone about fucking anything. <laughs> Yeah. And I know when you're bullshitting me because I learned to read, read body language. So, <laughs> it was I like hearing some of these concepts, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to apply this to Mark and me because we both had this this uh, like upbringing. My lady and I, we um we kind of figured this out a couple of years ago when we we were just sitting down and talking about what her potential like master or not master's PhD thesis would be. You know, if you're going to go get a PhD, Mm -hmm. you got to do a thesis and all this. And they want you to forward the the area of study somehow. Like our our good wizard buddy, Josh, is doing ancient Greek and, and doing all that stuff for his theater degree. And my lady, she had talked about going and getting a PhD in counseling. And that was going to be her thesis was how do theater principles and acting principles apply when you're in a counseling setting. And I was like, oh, "Dude, that's very cool. Fucking brilliant." And you can absolutely write a very long paper, if not a very short book, on that, and make it very compelling. So, yeah, awesome Cool shit. That's very cool. Yeah, um, I already kind of mentioned Your it when we went through the smart dude. She's fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> I already kind of mentioned this when we went through our cast list, but holy shit, when was the last time we saw Randy Miller? I don't think it was the sun that got away because I'm pretty sure that Bobby Hill. Hitting his deer because he didn't have a a hunting license was after that, and yeah, I was gonna say I think
0: Goodhill hunting was the last time. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: was gonna say we saw Randy getting his deer sausageified and all that stuff, Um, and his dad useless was with him. I don't think we've seen Eustace since. Uh yeah we have um Hitler's canoe no that's Ted was no yeah Hitler's canoe no that is Hitler's canoe was him yeah. thank you for yeah, correcting yeah. me I
0: always think it's Ted Wasana song for some reason I know it's not it's it's Randy I don't whatever
1: <laughs> no because Ted Wasana song buying Hitler's canoe is that's just opening up a, a door of you, you don't want to go there Asian man buying Nazi canoe no thank you um <laughs> so Hank is not suppressing things in this episode he's actually using self care. He knows what his self-care is and it just happens to be mechanicing things. Um, yeah. I, I I, get, I'm really, really stoked to read you a favorite moment because we haven't had one of these in like four seasons, but a favorite moment is actually a comment that I found on the wiki of somebody just like imploding upon themselves, And <laughs> I, I am Yay. so excited <laughs> because obviously this episode's going to trigger those with a uh, small masculine psyches. And I am really, really excited to, to, to tell you, but, um, <laughs> You're excited and, to trigger the
0: masculine psyche on this masculinity day or whatever the fuck Twitter said it was.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's, everybody has their own things of self-care, Mark. Some people, they like to smoke a bunch of weed, masturbate and go to bed every night. Uh, some people like to stay up till two o'clock in the morning, just destroying things in civilization, um, so I feel people... like you're targeting me twice. <laughs> well, I was trying to give us an even keel here, but <laughs> if you want to take credit for both, I'll, I will graciously <laughs> bow out of the first one. <laughs> um, but like everybody knows how they self care. Like one of yeah. my self care hobbies is I like to paint Warhammer. I'm terrible at it. I like putting them together way more than I like painting them. And I only pick it up once every two months. But damn it, when I need a day of self-care, I just turn on The Simpsons or King of the Hill and I paint. And it like chills my shit out. That's how Hank does it. It's lawn care. It's mechanicking something. It's fixing something up with his buddies. It's going out to the alley once a day and having a couple of beers and just unwinding for the day. Um, I think it's really important to validate Hank's self-care. God, I'm going to be an obnoxious asshole this episode, aren't I? I'm using phrases like validate.
0: <laughs> yeah, how dare you fucking speak to your credibility, asshole. Yeah, fuck you.
1: I've only gone to school for two years for this shit. Uh, <laughs> last note for you. I'm pretty sure you're literally d- being a fucking brain wizard. Fucking brain wizard <laughs> away, buddy. Um, I didn't look this up. And, and you know what i'm also i'm being lazy this week guys um but i'm pretty sure that in colorado specifically for the department of regulatory agencies or dora which is what issues licenses to people like psychiatrists counselors uh licensed addictions therapists all sorts of shit like that but also real estate agents and and lawyers and all that stuff it's the big licensing agency um mm. for counselors i'm pretty sure the rule is you are not allowed to have any sort of intimate relationship with a client of yours until seven years have passed. And Holy even shit. after those seven years have passed, if they want to file a grievance on you, like say, say I've got this hot to trot lady that I see her once right now. Seven years from now, I can go and ask her out. She can say, I was a shitty date and then go and report me and it'll still go on my record. It won't be as wow. heavily punished. But it's unethical for me to date a former client. Hmm. So good thing I married a therapist, everybody. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yes. Good for, good job, buddy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Got through that loophole. I've, I've got therapy on therapy privilege here. Um, and that privilege is telling me that it's your turn for notes, Mark, because I have talked a lot. and I'm like practically foaming at the damn mouth. Not in a good way. <laughs>
0: I hear and I appreciate your foamings. Um, (laughs) Number one, uh, triangle, you already hit that. Number two, I got to be really stupid this week because Bobby calls him Alejandro, and I was like... Isn't Alejandro Ramon? Yeah, dumbass, yes. he is. It's Ramon Alejandro. Wow, way to go, Mark. That messed way to me up run too, dude. A fucking King of the Hill podcast. Have your mind blown by voice actors nine seasons in and not know <laughs> characters' names. Way to go, dumbass. Um, just man. Okay, number one. It's almost a con, but it's not. I wish we had Auto Shop when I was a boy. Like we
1: did at my high school. Did you? So you had to go off campus for it. It was part of like the VoTech program, the vocational tech school, and you yeah. were gone for half the day, but it was a specific auto shop class, not metal shop. That was in the school, but auto shop. You had to go to a separate area. It yeah, was like we a had a 20 that, minute bus ride.
0: We had that VoTech deal too. And man, that's one of those things I should have really taken more advantage of. Oh, kids learn a trade. Otherwise you're going to be a podcast wizard. Um, nah,
1: it's all about the friends you meet along the way, buddy. I reckon. Um, <laughs> Laura Prepon. I
0: forget. I, I know she's like a weird Scientologist and all this shit. But man, I grew up watching her on that 70s show. And I think she's why I'm in love with giant redheaded women. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, like, not,
1: f- not for her, but I understand.
0: Yeah, but I just... Just as a general... Laura Prepon, but also she does a pretty good job of being a really bad person
1: in this episode. Oh god, yeah. You know, she's honestly never pilot light pilot lit my my propane grill if if you know what I mean. I think I'd rather take Kitty over her if I had to pick one of the 70s women, but eh, she's okay. Not Midge. Oh no, like I'm I would take a lot of people over her, but I'm saying even Kitty <laughs> would go over her. Oh, oh, I
0: thought you were like picking kitty and I was like wow John that's um that's interesting. Oh no, bud. Right. <laughs> oh no if I
1: get first choice then it's if I get first choice then it's like season one, two and three Foreman's sister.
2: Ew.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're going there. Con, Johnny's gross.
0: <laughs> Pro, Mark isn't the gross one this week. <laughs> um, this probably should be my, one of my favorite moments, but Bobby throwing Joseph under the bus when, um, cause her name is Laura, right? Like that's what they name her in the show. April. April?
1: Yes. April. I
0: swear my Hulu subtitle called her Laura. Um. Anyway, when she's like, you know, Joseph's like, I'm feeling a lot of feelings here. And she's like, you need to leave right now. And Bobby's like, <laughs> I am shocked as you. We're here to heal. That was great. Bobby just is so ready to dump the dead weight of Joseph Gribble, man. Ooh. Ooh, it was good. Yeah. Um, so the little guy on Fantasy Island that died was named, uh, was a person named, uh, Herve Villachez, he, um, also known as Tattoo on Fantasy Island. He was born in France and he died, uh, on, uh, September 4th, 1993. So that's oh. when Dale swapped from the queen bee to the bugabay or to the queen ant. Cause okay. remember in Mice and Little Green Men, he had the queen bee in the flashback.
1: Yes. Yes, he did. Um, is this a movie plot? This, this,
0: I don't know. I don't like taught psychological thrillers. So like, I, I'm going to miss one about like a therapist smashing his clients, but is this one, is
1: this a movie? And they're just like, kind of like lampooning it a little bit. Uh, Mark, I can, I can solve your question as to why, you know, this, this story with, a, uh, uh, it's going to be a pseudo quote from a, a Matt Groening TV show. Na 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 na. Come a knock on my door. It's it's three's company. Oh, is that what it is? It's three it's just about three's company. The only difference is the, the two girls are friends in three's company. Is that what three's company is? Yeah, pretty much.
0: I've never seen it's, Three's Company, I guess. I it's thought it was Tony- him like <laughs> pretending to be gay so he could live with the hot girls and um uh Don Knotts wouldn't find out.
1: From my recollection, no, it's it's uh, our good friend Tony Danza of, um, oh, what is it? The Tony Danza show? Would, no, the, yes, the Tony Danza show. <laughs> no, um, um Who's the sorry, boss? it's a fucking, no, it's a retro reference rage here. A calling card, Tony Danza of our con- calling card fame in oh, King of the Hill. Oh, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. was like, what are you trying to <laughs> I'm trying to bring try back to King to... of the Hill here. I got um, you, I got you. Yeah, and and two other women that and they the three of them live together, and he's got a, a triangle, like a weird love triangle thing that goes along with them, and you know, yeah, stupid seventy okay. shit, <laughs> stupid silly seventy shit. We love it. Okay, right on. But you're you're um, not mistaken that it's it's like a oh I feel like I've seen this before.
0: Yeah, just all of it. Like I thought, like um, oh what is it with the dead rabbit? Fatal Attraction or something.
1: Dead rabbit. Yeah, the one, like... i totally lost this thread. <laughs> Richard Gere,
0: I want to say, and he's a therapist. I think he's fucking his client. And, like, oh. the wife comes home and, like, the the crazy woman is, like, stalking them and, like, boils their rabbit alive. She like, opens the pot and there's this fucking rabbit. It's a whole... Th- I don't know. Listeners, Whoa. please. I know you're screaming at me. What is this movie? I want to say Fatal Attraction. But I'm also <laughs> thinking of Sharon Stone's vagina, so I'm not sure what's happening upstairs. Um, finally, once again, I'm just calling these out every time I see them. This is my own personal, like, keep an eye on it. Once again, we get Hank missing his true calling as being a teacher. Yeah. Like,
1: it's I just think it's interesting. Like, I'm sorry. It's a wholesome as shit moment in the end. Like. Yeah, a thousand percent wholesome. He's helping these
0: kids. If you guys are still fighting, bring him by tomorrow. We're, we're replacing the starter. Um, if we were rebooting this, you and me, I would pitch to you that we have it as Hank is the teacher now. Okay. He's retired from Strickland. He's sixty. He's in his sixties, but it's Hank. He's still got to do something. So we, you know, teaches shop at Tom Landry. I just see. I would I rather think... see him in that environment, and then he can come home and talk to the guys about shit like. Do you know what this TikTok is? Like, but it won't hinge <laughs> on the plot and, you know, just, I don't know, whatever. I just want to see Hank be a teacher. It seems like it's something he's really good at.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, if, Hey, man, if we're pitching reboot stuff here, I I want Buck to have long since gone and died. Like, he's going to die the day after just Sir Lauren with love happens, and we're just <laughs> never going to see him again. And Ray Roy is going to inherit Strickland and run it into the fucking ground. So that's how Hank has to become a teacher.
0: Yeah. No, let him retire, like, because that way we get we don't have to worry about, like, Bobby running Strickland and all this shit, like. Okay. I don't know. I keep seeing everything on, like, our King of the Hill, and it's like, I can't wait to watch Bobby run Strickland. I'm like, oh my god, fuck you. Do we just have, like, just, oh boy, let's fall into patterns. I don't care.
1: I'm already mad at something that doesn't exist.
0: Johnny, <laughs> tell me about your pros.
1: Um, I got a couple here. Ramon is the kid that I wish I could have been. Um... Uh, He, like, in this episode, he has one line, and it's just him being cool as shit, and everybody adores him, and everybody thinks he's funny, and I'm like, I really wish I could just say that. Like, I always wanted to be that kid in high school. I just say a line, everybody laughs, the teacher doesn't get pissed off at me, and they all just know me as, like, that one cool kid. I wish I was Ramon, man. Yeah? I really, I do. I just wish I was Ramon. Um... I don't understand the reference Bobby is making when he is dancing the hula or doing his Hawaiian dance, but his Hawaiian dance and the, the, the commitment to it. That is a pro to me. Also, Hank's reaction of Peggy the boy. Like, it's really fast. It's really urgent. And damn, do I love you, Mike Judge, for it. Oh, um, it's also
0: it's also a callback to another Garland Testa episode moving on up. When you know they're sitting there in the living room and Andy Dick is shaving his legs, and Bobby goes, "I didn't know guys could shave their legs too," and Hank pay- panics and goes, "Oh, Peggy!" Peggy goes, "Bobby, sorry, Mom. It's it's that. <laughs> it's that again." Yes, I almost yes. think that's like a Garland Testa signature. Now that I think about it out loud,
1: it's yeah, Bobby making Hank feel awkward, and Hank just going, "I need help. To help me yeah, now." Yeah,
0: yeah. Hank like using like the summoning no jutsu to like block him with Peggy. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Okay, so my next two here, they go together. And I really, I hope I get a good belly laugh out of you for this. While it is technically assaulting someone, holding them down and farting on their head is one of the funniest (laughs) fucking things I've ever seen. Especially because the kid in the background, under his breath, if you're listening, just goes, hold on, almost there, almost there. Like you can hear the strain in his voice. Yeah. (laughs) And you can see it. And then... It, like I said, kind of goes hand in hand because it's, it's bullying as well. Mark, do you remember? I don't know. It might be in your favorite moments knowing you it very well could be. What <laughs> does Dooley say after he, he lets uh, our, our good friend Randy go and they're, they're talking to Bobby about how awesome he is. Do you remember what he says, Mark? No. What does he, what does he say? You're there for people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just once i want a client to come up to me as duly and say that i really do that's how i'm gonna know that i fucking win at counseling you're there for people you're there for people <laughs> and uh my last one here this episode is about communication it's almost straight up fucking farcical to a point if you just communicated with people if you just said what you were you were you were doing, so much of this could have been avoided. If Bobby had just told Hank from the beginning, hey, I didn't take shop, how fast would this have unraveled itself?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean it's not nearly as funny, but I <laughs> I like miscommunication as a as a plot device. Mark, give me your pros, bud. Oh, some of my pros.
0: Um pro running away from old ladies. <laughs> Oh God, she's still coming. Oh
1: man. <laughs> I'm really sad oh, that that's not a thing anymore, by the way. Like running away from old ladies? No, like the the like 80 70 80 year old lady that's that's got like a pristine 60s Mustang that's just been sitting in her garage that has barely any miles on it and she's just like, oh sure, you're here about my car. Yeah, that just doesn't happen anymore. No. It makes me sad.
0: Yeah, it's simpler times, man. Really, like... Yes. Um, Pro. It's also a con, but I'm not going to flag it as a con right now, because who's my favorite hall monitor, Johnny? Emily? Emily. <laughs> she, wh- okay, so I don't understand why she's, like, just roving security guard in a classroom. That's kind of weird. I don't care right. about it, but, like... I mean I I don't care whatever it's just good. It's don't make a scene. I love Emily. She's great. Like she pops up, she throws on her little thing. Oh, that's it. No, she's in class. That's what it is. She's in class and has to get dressed in class. That's why. Yeah. Because yeah. I see never mind. See striking my own con. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Um yeah, Emily's there. Um and then the stalker scene through the school as Stacy is stalking Bobby. Yes. Once again, we just get a good little horror movie in an episode of King of the Hill. You know, I'm reminded of Megalodale um, Dale and um, uh, Fun with Jane and Jane, which was also a Garland
1: Testa, son of a bitch. Yeah. Really yeah, put a lot together tonight. He is a master of, like, tension and suspense for this show. He knows yes. just how long to hold it and just how far to take it.
0: Well, he also takes, the, like, the 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 mundanity of it, too, like... It's an emu, yes. it's not going to kill you, you know? It's a yeah. 13-year-old girl, it might kill you, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Those are my pros. I just kind of sat and watched this one. I don't. I didn't really remember it, so I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, sure. I mean, that's usually a pretty good sign if you could just sit and watch. And, like, if you don't have a bunch of raging cons in this one, I think that's going to bode well for us. Um, I have... Th- I have two cons, two cons. Okay. Okay. Um, Joseph is icky. Yes, he is. He is just icky in this episode. And it's a con because now I know we're never getting Joseph anything other than icky. He's going to be icky for the rest of the series. I don't know where we fell off of him actually like being Bobby's friend, but no, he is just the like teenage hormone injection into the, into the show. And that's all he's ever going to be from this, this moment on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and my other con is that this is just a stupider threes company okay i I don't <laughs> I don't like the like the plot. it seems too familiar to me. It seems like something I've seen a hundred different times or something that like, Oh, yeah. It very clearly like a seventy year old dude was in the writer's room and pitched this one and he's the shoe in so nobody can can like knock it down. We guess we gotta do it now. You know, it just feels like in like somebody that's not quite in touch with the rest of the series made this episode.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um
1: hmm. but yeah, I don't know. That's that's like I said it's personal con. Yeah, you may not feel the same way, but to me, it's just, I've, it's a little little hacky. Uh, what about your cons, man?
0: Um, yeah. Uh, number one, um, wrong answers only. What flavor of pudding is Peggy? Oh. Don't say tapioca or I'll puke until I die. No. Oh. Because
1: it should never be chunky. Oh. Um, pistachio? <laughs>
0: oh, <God. laughs> I just, you said wrong that answers. line like that line messed me up when i heard it because i was like because she says the proof is in the pudding and i'm the pudding and i was like oh, that means hanks the proof and i was like oh god and then i like realized the implications of my gross brain yep. and i just and then i got so grossed out in my own brain that my brain snapped to if Peggy was a pudding, what kind of pudding would Peggy
1: be? And well, definitely, according to Bill, not the kind you would wrestle in, because that's just demoralizing to the pudding.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Probably butterscotch.
1: Right? I like, like, I like butterscotch pudding, but I don't love it. Yeah, that tracks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like... Ugh. Okay, anyway, sorry, I grossed myself out twice. <laughs> um, They're really mean to Bobby this week. They keep talking shit about how fat he is, and it's like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really ever come up. Like, only when he's being, like, outwardly bullied or, like, you know, Peggy's magic sex feet, like, but really, we don't get Bobby being called fat or, like, being made fun of for being fat. Like, Hank will talk about how he's unathletic, but he's not like, my boy's a fat sack of ass. Like... It's yeah. never that. And this it has, week they made, they do it like four times this week. And I'm just like, "Jesus, guys." Like
1: yeah, it down. hasn't been a plot point since like the first couple of seasons, you know. It was a plot point in Husky Bobby, but then they kind of retracted it pretty fast. Um, so, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That should be a fucking con. Don't you treat my boy that yeah, way. Yeah, I just I just I, I mean,
0: like Joseph is right when he says you're kind of dumb and fat or whatever he says. But mm-hmm. like I just I and then even Bobby, like, calls himself out for being overweight, and it's like, Bobby doesn't do that. Like, he's he's fine with the person that he, I don't know. It was just yeah. kind of a con for me. It's out of character for him. Con, and this is my fault, because I'm the problem here. I was shocked that Jenny is blonde. Yeah? I honestly thought Jenny Medina was going to be, like, a Hispanic girl, and she's blonde. But I'm like, no, Mark, you're the problem. So shame on Mark. Hear this, listeners? <laughs> that was me smacking myself on the hand for being the problem.
1: Um, you know, I do find it kind of funny. So you brought up hair color and I'm going to interject for half a second here. All of our guest stars are arguably the top three hottest redheads in Hollywood at this point in time. Okay. Because we didn't name the other two guest stars here because we didn't tell you who Jenny Medina was and we didn't tell you Stacy Gibson was. Mark, you know who they are, right? No clue. Jenny Medina is Lindsay Lohan. Okay. I did. Okay. And Stacy Gibson is Allison Hannigan.
0: Okay, you're right. The three hottest redheads in Hollywood. Yes,
1: <laughs> well, at least at this point in time.
0: Still, Lindsay Lohan is still the hottest redhead in Hollywood.
1: Come at me, anybody. Get <laughs> the
0: fuck away with me your Sophie Turner shenanigans.
1: No, 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 no. It's Catherine McNamara, and you, you, you shut your mouth. Who's Catherine McNamara? Uh look her up. You'll, you'll, you'll just put your faith in me and look her up. All right. <laughs> Uh, Do you got any more cons while you're doing that? Because then I could get to my favorite moments. I got a retro reference range if you don't. (gasps) Ooh, I don't. Give me one, buddy.
0: Uh, CDs and a Discman, holy shit, what (laughs) antiquated-ass Stone Age Flintstones technology is that. I don't even remember how to burn CDs anymore, like, I have my whole binder of CDs that I don't really know how to I think they'll play in my PlayStation, I'm pretty sure, but like, I don't even know if I have anything that can play a CD at this point, like...
1: Yeah. Well, and the, the film that's on top of the CD, not the plastic, but the film on top that holds all the data, it decomposes after a while. So they may look like they can play and they might be corrupted. Oh, that bums me out. Yeah. It's, it's, I went on a tear about five, six years ago where I took every single DVD that I owned, not my Blu-rays, but my DVDs. And I ripped them onto my hard drive and I have them stored digitally. Because I'm like, one of these days, you're just going to die. And I'm never going to be able to watch the Matrix DVD I bought in like 2001 with my like $4 worth of allowance I got.
0: Yeah, that's, God. One day my Star Wars DVDs will die. I don't want that.
1: They will. They will. And I don't trust they, people to k- keep my licenses. They're just going to keep charging me for shit. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Like, that's the whole point.
0: Nothing is anything, and you don't own anything.
1: It's true. Hey, did you look up Catherine McNamara?
0: Yeah, it took me a fucking minute, because I didn't know how to spell that Catherine. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. She's she's all right.
1: She has her moments, but she's a very cute redhead. It's, okay.
0: Everything I'm looking <laughs> at makes her look blonde, but that might also be Mark oh. Jones' dumb color blindness.
1: Oh, no. She, most of her stuff, is it's either blonde or redhead. Okay, but what's she in? Um, look her up in Shadowhunters.
0: Shadowhunter. Okay. Sorry, listeners, you're experiencing the internet with Mark tonight.
1: It's true. She also plays a, a psychotic person in the Stand TV miniseries that came out about a year ago. The Stephen King Stand miniseries. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Oh, she's uh, in all the crappy DC shows. That's why I recognize her.
1: Yes. Yeah, she's in the Arrow stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay, there we go, there we go.
1: Yeah. Also, Becky Lynch, man, she's hot as shit, but she's a wrestler, so that doesn't count.
0: (laughs) Easy, big guy, easy. Tomorrow, just, you gotta wait one more day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, you got anything else to say or wanna jump into our favorite moments real quick? Let's get into favorite moments, man. Um, I guess I already gave you mine, is Bobby throwing Joseph under the bus, that's pretty great. (laughs)
1: it is a great moment it it, and it's like i want to say it's out of character for bobby but it's totally in character for bobby because he knows joseph will forgive him like dude it's all in the conquest of a girl yeah and also
0: i think joseph knows he's dead weight so
1: yeah okay that was that's your only favorite moment in here um, maybe I don't know because I
0: like Hank messing around with the car with the kids. That's cool. I also like the hey, we didn't talk about the B plot. Can we talk about that really quick? Yeah, go for it. I'm realizing we just kind of glossed over it. I just like it. I like the guys like con or you know, quest to find the perfect shitty car and they're in the dump and they you know find the yellow pinto and they're like, it doesn't even have wheels. Yeah. And Dale goes, Is this even a vehicle? And I just really like it. And this is Bobby's car and they like, All right, now nobody gets to work on it. Well, can't we just pull the uh, flowers <laughs> out of the manifold? No. And, you know, Hank Ressling, our no, away. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I like all I like all that little B-plot. I, it's a good little way to mix it up, but then it ties really, really well into the A.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and we haven't seen a good, um, like, uh, guy's pal around for a while. This is the yeah. sort of, like, B-plot chicanery that I love to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. But it's also
0: all the guys, and that's kind of – because really, yeah. when's the last time we got all the guys together anyway, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I love it when they can get them together to do a project, and them finding the car was the project.
0: Yeah. Okay, so now I'm excellent. Looking, now I'm trying to find where – so the last one where they really got together was How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love
1: the Alamo. Okay. So that was like four weeks ago for us. It was, but do you, would you really consider that them all coming together? Because that was really nah, Hank just, and, and the Feed Store guy. Yeah, but I mean, they were doing stuff
0: together when they were like building the set. Oh, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just I, I just like that B plot a lot. It's a good little B plot.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah. How I about mean, you, buddy? what's your What's your favorite moment?
1: Um. So I've got one in here, uh, and then I've got uh, the, our lovely, lovely comment from the wiki. So we'll start with oh, my yes. my one from the show, though. Um, there's a very specific frame, and Mark, this is a note to future you. This should be our our artwork for this this half of the episode. Um, okay. Stacy is going up and giving her her speech on. I was supposed to do this on this guy, but or I was supposed to do it on this animal. But I'm gonna instead. I'm gonna talk about Tony and how shitty he is and all this. And you know that you remember the, you, were, you recall the speech. You just watched the episode. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, and in the middle of her dumping Tony, the the camera pans to Bobby, and he does a straight up Kevin Smith buddy Jesus like. Two thumbs up, like two finger guns right at her in a (laughs) shitty smile. Please put Buddy Jesus Bobby on on one of our our artworks for this episode. Holy shit, is it good. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So, but my my favorite moment here was in doing research for this episode, there's a comment that's left in the wiki by one Anime Kid Forever 21. Already starting out. It's gold. He left this on January 25th, 2018, and it is as follows. All the females in this episode are unstable, stubborn, man-haterish psychos who should all be kicked out of the state of Texas. They all say they're vulnerable when they constantly misread everything a male tells them. And Stacy was the one who pushed Bobby into giving her advice. And she misread the whole thing. And all them females became man-haterish, psychotic, <laughs> vengeful brats. It's all Jesus them females' Christ. fault. It's because of them that women are losing their women's rights and the right to vote. The men are innocent victims <laughs> in this. And the women are guilty and should be punished and stigmatized. Wow. That is verbatim. So you get the word stigmatized in here, but also it's all them females fault. Oh my god. <laughs> Anime kid forever, go get a fucking job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come come fight me, bro. Come fight me because that is just that is the funniest fucking thing I've I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we were all a little tilted back in 2018, I guess.
0: Well, you know, Trump was two years in. All the fucking incels were kind of yes, adding themselves into proud boy power. Yet, yeah, oh yeah, it, it tracks. It oh, tracks. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't want to talk about anime kid forever 21 anymore, Mark. But we should definitely break down our rating system. Hell yeah, you want to do it? You want me to do it? Uh, show me what you got. Sure. I don't have one that's cute because I
0: was going to do like redhead attractiveness in TV and cinema, (laughs) but then I realized it was too subjective and I was going to be way too mean to Carrot Top. So we'll just do it like this. At the very, very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode. It is shit. It is not good. It is going to piss you off to watch it and leave a bad taste in your mouth and a black mark underneath your boy's nails. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is a little bit better than charcoal, but it's still crap. But inside this crappy poo-poo turd of an episode are little tiny shiny golden nuggets of all rightness. It's the things that you're going to hold on to and take away. Above that is Butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. It's got some pretty okay parts, but really it doesn't. It's just, it's better. It's a silver medal. It's like a B rank. It's just... It's good, but, man, you could probably try harder in your elective and pass auto shop and then become a diesel mechanic and never have to worry about money again. But you're not going to do that because, you know, you blew it off to go luau dancing. <laughs>
1: Chase some tail.
0: <laughs> Chase some tail. Yes. <laughs>
1: Above that, we
0: have our our A-rank, or our gold rank, in the form of a Pretty Pretty Grill Grill. Uh, This is an amazing episode of King of the Hill. It's it's great. It's well-written, the characters are well-used, and everything works well. But really, you just need a little bit of context to enjoy it, or you're going to miss some of everything that makes it great. Um, I think our best one for this, we call it out every week now at this point, is um, The Exterminator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a great episode. But if you don't love Dale, then you're just not gonna like it. And I guess now we could say Dale be not proud is our new standard yeah. for that. If we want to become yeah. more current,
1: um, I would say Night and Deity,
0: Night and Deity. Yeah, hundred percent. Also a Garland Testa. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, above that, this is our S rank rating. This is the best there is, the best there was, the best that will ever be. It's our Blue Flame of Valor. It's an amazing episode. It's Everything works. Every character is on point. The sound design is great. There might be a guest star like Snoop Dogg or Willie Nelson who just like drives it home into amazingness. Um, And you can show this episode to anybody and they're going to love it with like zero context for the show and really for me, it's always just going to be a firefighting. We will go a couple weeks ago. You were up, you were down here in the think hole and we sat and rewatched a firefighting. We will go. We did. And I don't think we watched it because we were roaring like goddamn hyenas at it. It was great. Yeah. It was just, it was the I, There, best. Was, there like, was
1: at least two separate times where we had to stop watching and pause because we were laughing so hard at that. And I, for an episode that I've seen uh, probably 40 to 50 times. To still do that to me, damn, it's some kind of special lightning in a bottle, man.
0: Yes, a thousand percent. So, with all that being said, on a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor, what are you going to give Talkin' Shop?
1: Uh, so, I gave it a butane. Uh, this, okay. This episode, like, I, I'm i not a huge fan of the plot structure. Um, I feel like I was pretty forward about that, but... I do want to give it its credit here. It has genuine moments of intensity. The entire stalking scene that you, you pointed out, like, I got really tense watching it because the music is on point. They know just how to, like, how to make you fear for Bobby's safety without, obviously while knowing that he's not going to die from it. But, like, no, what the hell is going to happen next? How crazy is is she going to be? Um So the the intensity in this episode is really, really good. And Stacey is just really bad at boundaries. If she could set some better boundaries, this episode wouldn't be a thing. Communication and boundaries, everybody. Go to your therapist. They're going to preach those two words for you. (laughs) Um, Mark, what did you give this episode? (sighs)
0: <sighs> once again, Johnny, I, maybe you can therapize me really quick and tell me why I can't get off my fucking ass and make the sound cue for this because I gave it a butane, <laughs> which means it's a 2
1: which really, Do-do-do-tane. at this point,
0: it needs to be a sound effect. Yes. Yes.
1: It's, it's just going to be Hank going, boggle. <laughs> why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, but you and I would find it funny.
0: That's not for you and I. We're not here for you and well, I mean we are, I guess. So, okay, that'll be that then. <laughs> um, no. It's fine. This episode is is it's it's all right. It's kind of dated. Um but we got to see a really good Bobby episode and it's been a minute since we got a good Bobby episode where he's not a fucking baby. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like this isn't Fish and Wildlife. This isn't um I wouldn't count share factors a Bobby episode. He's just there. Like Right. It's a good Bobby episode, and I'm glad to see a good Bobby episode. But once again, it's also a good Hank is a good teacher episode, and I'm always glad to see those.
1: Absolutely.
0: But we ought to move on because we're running a little bit long here. But before we do that, Johnny, this was our last episode of Season 8. So what are you rating Season 8? And the our spreadsheet should be updated all the way if you want to pull that up.
1: Mm, yeah. Give me a second here. Um, I don't have my Google up.
0: Cool. No, you're good. Oh, man, we started season eight with Patch Boomhauer. Holy shit. That seems <laughs> that like seems a...
1: like so long ago. Yes. I, I'm going to go right out and say, man, I think uh, I got to give season eight. This is our, our middle of the road. This is a butane yeah. for me.
0: Yeah. I, um, yeah,
1: I think so. It, it is. It is the most watchable season here of just like, cool. Once I've hit this point, I can either reset back at the beginning and and continue to love life, but I'm not hating King of the Hill yet. So if I just don't want to pay that much attention, I can just turn on, turn this on and listen.
0: I mean, literally if you're high at two in the morning and this is on, you're not going to turn probably any one of these off. I'd even say fish and wildlife. We might watch if it was on. Yeah. But we had some out. We had some good ones too. We both we um blue or uh sorry, Charking Imperial uh, living on Reds, and we, Dale so Be did, not proud and Dale Tech like we did.
1: We did. We had a couple of real good moments here, and th- honestly, the standout for this this season, Mark, for me was probably living on Reds. Yeah, because I was not, and it's standout because I was not expecting to love that one as much as I did. That came in like a damn juggernaut.
0: Yeah, ab- no, absolutely. That one was was amazing. I feel bad about that one. That was the one I like got unreasonably drunk on, and I'm not even sure why I got so drunk. But
1: I just remember being shit house that episode. Oh, it was rocket fuels, and I think it's just because he had it. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think he just didn't have anything better to do. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it
0: happens. Um, no, yeah, I'm look- I'm kind of looking at our list now, listeners. I will find a way to put this up so you guys can see it too at some point. Oh, um, Opres hank la deluge, um, I gave that one a Char King. I was kind of surprised to see yeah. that one because I remember, I remember hating that one when it first came out. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh
1: yeah. yeah, that that one. It's I think it's because it's a good Bill episode. Everybody gets like Bill gets to to win one for a change, and I think we both really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, I kind of went you're... crazy
0: about how cool the story was. What's that? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say, did I ask you what your rating for the season was, Mark? Oh, no, I'm agreeing with you. It's a Butane.
0: Again, I need to make the goddamn sound effect. Um, but Boggle. Boggle. <laughs> it's a Butane. I don't... Um, butane. You're a Butane. Butane gonna Butane. Yeah, okay, that's what it's going to be. That. Okay, <laughs> there, there it goes. I got this. Listeners, stay tuned. Um, yeah, no, it's a Butane. I... Really like pretty much everything on this list. Ah, Shit, I'd probably watch Fish and Wildlife again. Like, it's... I know I was pretty mad at it when we watched it, but I think I was going through some shit then at the time. So, you know, whatever happens. But, yeah, Yeah, this is an alright season. It's... Oh hey, Leighton pro! Didn't see Lucky this episode. All right, cool. Got that out of my system.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my, lo- I mean, my lowest ranked one in this entire season was Fish and Wildlife, and that wasn't even a. It, it wasn't a charcoal. Jesus. We double make a load it, but we didn't charcoal it. I yeah. did. We get a single charcoal. We did. You really did. You charcoal Rich Hank, poor Hank. Fuck Rich <laughs> Hank, poor Hank. <laughs> telly ho it to the money bin buddy but man one out of 20 or however many it is is not bad yeah oh yeah like i said it's this is the point where you either turn around and start over again which i th- th- at this point like i know when i'm watching futurama it's the end of season five when the movies start i reset the series i don't want to watch yeah. past i don't even want to watch the movies i restart it with space pilot 2000 or 3000 and i keep going this is a good way to to remind me hey um, if you've gone to Henry Winkler, you've you've gone too far. <laughs> well, <laughs> shit. I guess to that end, speaking of Henry Winkler, you want to uh, drive on over to our next episode, buddy? I absolutely do. Well, we're going to move on over to episode 172, A Rover Runs Through It. Original air date, November 7th, 2004. This is our season nine opener, guys. And Mark, do you find it strange that the season started in November and not September or October like every other Base- show? Baseball question mark? 2004, right? It is. So 2004. Elections? Which th- maybe. That would have been an election year. Um, That was Bush's second term. That would have been W's second term. But at the same time, like, most of the fall lineups will start in September. So you get a couple of episodes in, um, unless you're The Simpsons, and then you usually will wait until, like, uh, October, because your first episode is almost always, at least it used to be, Treehouse of Horror. Used to start every season with Treehouse of Horror. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, the World Series and the playoffs and shit, that only, that doesn't start until, like, usually the first week of October. So it's just strange yeah. that started all the way back in – or like all the way into no- November is when we finally get King of the Hill returning. Um, I don't know. Do you have – who was at the World Series in 2004? Yeah, the Boston Red Sox, and they won. They broke the curse of the Bambino that year. I don't even have to look oh, it Oh, there you go. Yeah, so
0: you can't <laughs> play King of the Hill then, right? I don't, I don't
1: no, know. No, no. No, it's uh, – that's uh, David Ortiz, Big Papi. He, he won it with him. There that's uh, It broke the, it was like over a hundred year curse um, that the Red Sox had. They hadn't won the world series since they traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees as like a second year player. And then he went on to be like the greatest baseball player in Yankees history. Fuck you, Aaron judge. I know I praised and there you was like a four goat, episodes ago, right? but fuck you. Uh, no, that's, that is a uh, Chicago. That's the okay, Cubs curse. Okay, the, okay. the the Red Sox had the curse of the Bambino. The Cubs had the curse of the goat. The,
0: do you reckon maybe it's that they just like built a franchise on one single player and then that player left and Nah, who knows?
1: I, I I reckon it's just because baseball doesn't have a lot of parity and you see the same four fucking teams every year like the NFL. Okay, and good enough. Boston eventually bought enough of them that they could make <laughs> a run for it and finally fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm a baseball fan, guys. I'm going to opening day on Thursday, and the Rockies are absolute trash, and I'm going to fucking love it. I'm going to get drunk. It's going to be great.
0: Mark, Join us on Thursday when Johnny Spearheads our new High Hammock episode, Take Me Out of the Podcast, where he and our tangential
1: homie, Mayhan talk about <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Basically, I scream at <laughs> Mahan for not knowing anything about baseball. It's going to be great. Um, Mark, this episode was written by Dan Sterling. Where did we last see Dan Sterling? Oh, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Give me a sec, I'm sorry. It's okay, you can cut all this shit out.
0: Yo, I will, I just, I wasn't, I was so busy talking bullshit with you. <laughs> just talking that dumb dick shit with you. Oh, I hate Dan Sterling. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> well, I already, I'm not a huge fan of this episode, so that's not surprising. Uh, Mark, where did we last see Dan Sterling? Well, number one, we should point out that Dan Sterling
0: wrote two episodes of The Office. Oh, okay. One episode of Girls, which, fuck Girls. Guys, don't watch Girls. Um, But you might remember him from such episodes as we're just doing this in reverse once again. The Incredible Hank, which you and I both loved. Yeah. Made in Arlen, uh, Officer (laughs) and a Gentle Boy, and The Sun Also Roses was his debut. And we will see him in the future for um, Orange You Glad, I didn't say Banana, or Orange You Sad, I didn't say banana. And business is picking up, the one where Bobby picks up dog shit.
1: Oh yeah, so. with Knoxville. Alright, yes, I mean there's there's some there's some gems in there from Dan Sterling. Um our good friend the wiki did not have a cast of characters, so I just kind of winged it this week. Luckily there wasn't a whole bunch of people. We have Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Maddie Platter, Doc Platter, Henry Winkler, the Fawns dale bill Boomhauer, the farmhands and the yuppies of osage county um <laughs> mark our synopsis for this episode peggy fights for her mother's respect hank fights for the farmhands respect and henry winkler is our strangest guest star yet <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was i was hot this week what can i say you're really um, good yeah you're on top of it It's, this is a through and through a story this week. Hank, Peggy, Bobby are our main characters. Oh, let's jump right into notes. Why do you sound so sad? Can I just read my first one? Sure. (laughs) Okay. We have to now with this episode, throw continuity out the window. There never yeah. was a Thanksgiving episode where Hank smoked a turkey, and there never will be. And I'm gonna slam this this shuttered door in front of you like there's a monorail here. Um this is my biggest like point of contention with this. It's not a new practice for continuity. And it's not as if we haven't seen Maddie Platter once. We've seen her like three times. We've seen her in I Remember Mono, we've seen her in the Thanksgiving episode. Like, we've talked about Maddie Platter a lot. And we don't see
0: her. her. I mean, we see her kind of tangentially in, um, Thanksgiving,
1: but we see we, a lot of, we should of her knock her this bit out mono. now.
0: Cause that's also my first note. We should knock this bit out now. That's yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but we see a lot of her. And I remember mono because she's giving Peggy shit for be- making a beef Wellington. And she's like, yeah. you can't do that. That in a cherry pie. What do you, what is he going to expect? It's, it's a completely different model. It's a completely different voice actor. Like, guys you have existing assets why didn't you use this because you could have used that and butched her up a little bit and thrown her into montana and it would have been fine i would have been fine with it but okay so here's my problem though
0: peggy is going to school at um south arlen high yeah why why if there's a fucking cattle ranch in Montana is she at South Arlen High? If she has uh, Sven Grammersdorf, why is she at South Arlen High? That's my problem with the continuity. Yeah. I don't care about like the character shift, but it's more like it really just throws all that shit away. Like and 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 really you could even say keeping up with our Joneses, because that shows Hank yeah. and Peggy a lot in high school at Arlen. Like Right. Um 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 uh, Bobby Slam. When she has the flashback. And but you know, still what you know, it's the one that's like, hey, how's your you know, can you run as well as you can pitch? Oh yeah, sure, good. Go run down and get these boys some soda pops. Like Yeah. That. And that's very clearly Arlen, Texas, like is drawn in like a, a like that, you know, kinda sweaty, sultry, southernish kind of hue heat, like very clearly yeah. taking place in Texas. So really that's my problem with the continuity is that it just it doesn't matter at this point, like, and whatever, like yeah, what, Fresh Prince like... of Bel-Air, like Aunt Viv, like changed actresses between <laughs> season two and three, you know? So it's really yeah. not a huge deal, but.
1: No, I like, I'm, I'm almost equating this to, we have one unified King of the Hill universe here, but we have two different Peggy's. We have Keystone Peggy and we have Ka Peggy. Like th- there's ah. one that, that spent most of her time in Montana and then moved. And the, I don't know if that's the one that got down and freaky with Wayne Trotter and did all that sort of stuff like is what it is. But th- there's that Peggy and then there's the one that moved to Arlen and then has all of these rich, fancy memories of, you know, smoking cigarettes with Hank and and like uh, being a what was it? She was she wasn't a cheerleader, but she was on the, the softball team um, yeah. and like having these little tit, teta tets with him because, like you said, South Arlen so i i don't know i feel like we need to address it because if you're just going to wipe the slate clean it's nine seasons in you've done you've got people that have been watching this show for conceivably nine years there, someone's going to know something is up. Not to mention, this is the era of the, of the internet blossoming and blooming and all the assholes on the Simpsons forums calling out every little tiny inconsistency. You know that somewhere there is another asshole doing it to King of the Hill and his name is not John or Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know, man. If If I have to pick here and say... One of these is a real King of the Hill episode and the other one, one of them is a fever dream and it's either there's a smoked turkey that's going to Maddie Platter or there's a Montana where Bobby gets to ride a horse and Hank meets the Fonz. Um, the one that literally has the dude who jumped a fucking shark is going out the window.
0: Yeah, no, th- no. We already called it the jumping the shark episode. That was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Like yeah. from here on in, it's over. Like, yeah, yeah. So thousand percent if, yeah
1: if yeah and i this ep, i don't hate this episode but i just i feel like we needed to to knock that out i'm glad it was your first note as well like it needed to be addressed <laughs> <laughs> no it does um, but so like okay so really quick
0: i think it's interesting you're so hung up on thanksgiving like yeah cuz for me it's i remember mono that's the bigger one for me okay it's just that just Fucking Ma Platter lives in Arlen with her daughter Peg- Peggy. Like, but then I wonder, like, I don't know, is was the ranch her dad's? Like, so I'm sure the Platter Ranch was, you know, Granddad Platter's ranch in the okay. '60s. Whenever Peggy would have been in high school, um, so like, really, there's no reason that like they couldn't have moved to Texas because I don't know, Texas is also cattle country. Maybe Could they be, were trying to get into Pig. There. Maybe they were trying to get into Pig, so they moved down to Pig Town to check it out. Um, yeah.
2: But, Granddad like, also Platter Doc dies. Platter.
0: Yeah, Granddad Platter dies, so then Maddie Platter's got to go back up north. Um, Doc Platter's weird. Doc is Peggy's dad, right? Like... Yes. Yeah, he is really weird. I I, I don't know. I've also... Um hey guys side pro or I guess side note for this. This episode really triggered a lot of weird memories for me. So like I can't look at it objectively this week, but yeah, I it's dumb. I don't know. Let's keep going. Okay. Let's
1: just press on without me trying yeah.
0: to understand all things cuz I mean, you and I wheel. can make it
1: work. You and I can make it work like we had a good working theory there that I honestly had never tried to put together. Like, Oh yeah. The, the, the ranch has definitely been owned by somebody other than doc and Maddie Platter. So yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they met in Texas. Who knows? Maybe Maddie Platter went down to Texas to do something, met doc and married him down there. And then when her dad died, she had to, they had to go up and continue on doing stuff. And doc being from Texas already knew how to be a cattle rancher. Like who, who the that hell
0: would... You know that would also really account for the bitterness on Peggy's mom's end because she had like, give up whatever she was doing to go run a cattle ranch in Montana. Right,
1: uh, but then at the huh. same time, like, wh- where is the connection here between Peggy saying I had such good memories growing up here and riding horses here and calving here, like all of that? What's well, your
0: granddad's? It's your granddad's ranch. You're still gonna go visit him. Like, I guess. No, like, how often did your parents pawn you off on your grandparents? like summer vacation Hank even talks yeah. about it how like Bobby's going to go and he's going to come back a little harder a little taller and maybe just a little bit quieter so like yeah, yeah. Peggy would have been up there too and like I'm sure that her mom would have been up there for like branding and shit that's a lot of hard work like okay you know
1: um I'm I'm going to pose this question to our listeners because y- I I love to hear from you guys anyway, but maybe you can help us make sense of how this can make sense. If you can throw us a fan theory that kind of hooks all of this together and doesn't sound like total horse shit, I'll take it. I'll run with it. I will preach that till the day I die if I like it well enough. But I'm going to move on to notes because I want to get the hell off of this subject. Yeah. Um, Keep
0: going with your notes, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I only have two here because I didn't take a lot of notes for this episode, Um, first one is a question posed to you. Why were Dale and Bill in Idaho and Montana together? Like what could they possibly have been doing together? And I have a theory of why they were in the area, but I want to know if you got any ideas.
0: Um, I have no idea. No, Montana and Idaho is a long way from Texas. It is. Um, so there's a lot of nuclear missile silos up in Montana. Okay. Um. There is now currently, and I believe there has previously been a large population of um white supremacists. Maybe Dale was <laughs> okay. running guns to Montana. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. What? Well, I'm pretty sure Mount Carmel's in Montana, right? It right? might be. Or am I wrong? Just say, well, I see, and wrong. I'm
1: just shooting. I'm just shooting region here. I. Okay. Do you want to hear my theory? Cause it's, it, it, I think you're, I think you're going to be a close
0: it. encounters of the third kind one. Like Dale <laughs> wants to go see the fucking mountain because he saw close encounters of the third kind and was like, Oh my God, Nancy, I was abducted. And Bill's like, I'll go look at it with you.
1: I mean, that's, that's devil's tower and that's in Wyoming. So they're still not going to, they're, they're going too far for that. But I
0: don't yes. know. Maybe they were, they were like, Oh, we missed the turn. What's the hell in a – I wanted to go to Whitefish. I bet that Whitefish is good and flaky. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Billy, no. you fat ass. Let's buy some legal fireworks as long as we're here. Yeah, I don't
1: – but okay, no, it's no, so Texas. Fireworks aren't illegal. They're only legal in Colorado. Fuck, I don't know. What is it, John? Talk to me. Okay, so here's my theory. This is pre-Octavio. Yes. I'm thinking that this entire road trip is pre-Octavio. There's no Boomhauer involved because Boomhauer is off doing something else and Hank is off being the responsible one. So who's Dale's gal Friday? It's Bill. He's got to have somebody going with him. And what does Dale like to go and do? It, go and explore and identify unexplained phenomena Nah, I think I said that right. You did. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Now... Mark, what is the the most popular slash most awesome slash most wanted thing that people want to go and do when they're in the Pacific Northwest, which is on the other end, if you would take Texas through Montana and Idaho to get to? Hunt Bigfoot? I think Dale went to go hunt Bigfoot and he he made Bill tag along with him.
0: Okay, but why wouldn't you hunt the Bigfoot in Texas? Texas is thick with Bigfoot sightings and Oklahoma. Not trying to be that...
1: no it's because because he likes to go out of his way to go to specific sites it's why he goes to marfa to go and check out the marfa lights in texas that's in texas yes but you know like the sasquatch man bigfoot he is known for pacific northwest i can't i cannot imagine a world where dale doesn't want to go and check it out himself in person okay i'll give you that yeah (laughs) I I love that. It, and this is like, we're taking three lines out of this and exp- extrapolating it into this side story that all of a sudden I really want to see. Um,
0: are you playing the entire, like, he's my sassafras scene from Pick a Destiny in your head with, like, Bill in the forest just, like, eating mushrooms? <laughs> can, can I be a Sasquatch too?
1: You already are, Diva 12. You're my widow <laughs> baby, Bill. You're my, little, you're my little baby energy turtle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's my sass I, frass. And Dale falls out of a tree.
1: Oh, guys, if anything else, this stupid line of questioning here that Mark and I have devolved into is the absolute reason we needed to see, instead of a reboot of King of a Hill, a pre, like, pre-boot where we just explore the stupid shit the guys did when they were younger. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be honest. I didn't even catch the fucking line. They were in Montana together. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. It's
1: something, something about, um, uh, I, I once threw up there. Yeah. I wish you'd have thrown up outside my car.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. You made it all the way to Idaho. That's right. That's right. I guess I didn't miss it. I guess. Yeah. I just didn't put anything into it. Yeah. I want to see one where the guys went on vacation when they were younger. Like they drove up to Montana to do some like, you know, trout fishing or something.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Last last note here. We're gonna keep chugging along here. Mark, do you have a favorite Henry Winkler role?
0: Uh, um, I'm gonna say um um Doctor Saperstein in Parks and Rec.
1: Ooh, very solid choice. Very solid choice. Um, mine's a kind of a toss up here because one is a recurring character and one is a one off. Okay. My recurring character is uh, his character that he plays in Arrested Development. He's the Bluth family lawyer and he's awful. Okay, Like he's the worst lawyer and it's very funny because it's it's Henry Winkler. You got to love him. Uh, but my one-off is uh, his character in Little Nicky that just gets covered in bees twice. Okay. <laughs> Cover Winkler in bees again. <laughs> Those are my notes, buddy. <laughs> Keep going, because this is going to be a hell of a long episode if we don't.
0: It's all right. we We're allowed. We're It's kind of fun to get silly together when, like, we're both exhausted, because they're both in the same Ooh. level, too. Um, did you watch Happy Days, just sidebar? Because I never... I tried, but I just couldn't get into it.
1: I think I watched maybe one episode of my life, and I know I've seen the infamous jumping the shark scene before, but... Right. I, right. I know he, he hits jukeboxes and says, hey, and rides a motorcycle, and... Homer Simpson loves watching all sorts of stuff. You know, Peter Griffin makes a days. religion
0: about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Anyway, sorry listeners. We love you guys. If you're still here, moving on now. <laughs> Did we jump the shark for you? Let us know. Dangle podcast. Um, where's the god dang steak? I just like that line. <laughs> <laughs> um uh there is a lot of good in this episode talking about like authenticity of ranch life. Um they deliver the cow. That's pretty much how you do it. Um yeah. they lance that boil boy. That is pretty much how you do that. Um, oh, <laughs> the smell. Um um I uh, the bit about like squeezing with your knees. Like that's how you ride a horse. Like you don't like yeah. you use your knees to guide a horse. You don't use the reins. Right. And just that little... But, 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 I mean, like, I grew up on the Eastern Plains. You were in 4-H. You know this shit. But, like... Yeah. You know, it's the little things. But, like, they're just kind of true to it. And I, I just appreciate it a little bit more. Um, Absolutely. Well, that one's stupid. That one's stupid. I don't like how well this episode predicted the future. That's probably a con. But it just... Mm. God, living in a quiet mountain town in Colorado, having grown up in other quiet mountain towns in Colorado, like Kremlin and Grand Lake, um, God damn, just, like, the influx of, like, out-of-state people that are trying to escape it all, that, like, gentrify the hell out of a neighborhood and property values and all that good shit, just, it's gross, guys. Like, and now it's, COVID like,
1: only made it worse, because now we oh, can work remote. Yeah.
0: Also that, but also, like, man, like, just trying to get like a, a house in Denver is insane now, you know? Yeah. And it's all because of this. Like that John Denver was full of shit, man. But um I guess those are all my notes. I kinda wrote in a weird I wrote really weird this week. That's really weird. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like going through these I'm like, this is just fucking weird. Uh what do you got, buddy? Pros, notes? What do you want to talk about?
1: um pros here hank's admiration for montana as a state i think it's on point um it's nice to see him not continually hating on another state because anytime he talks about nevada california new york it's always with disdain i don't know if we've ever heard him like almost revere another state other than texas before so he doesn't like louisiana like it's just kind of cool to see him understand and respect what Montana is. Um shit dude, it's you and I went up there. We we went up there for a theater conference. Um and we've lived in Colorado our whole lives, so we're used to the big mountains everywhere and big sky and lots of like farmers, ranchers, ag work, all that sort of shit. It's colder and they get more snow. That's the big difference between Montana and Colorado. And I don't think they have a big ass plains yeah. section like we do, but like I so as as a Colorado native, that makes me think that Hank would wouldn't completely hate here either. At least most of the parts of Colorado, um, just keep him out of Telluride and keep him out of Aspen, and we're good. I Mark, I don't know about you, and I, if I'm stealing your thunder with this, please, please forgive me. But holy shit, <laughs> did they outdo themselves with the animation this episode? It is yes. A, I I was floored. The panoramic views, like they took the extra time to show you the purple mountain's majesty as Hank points them out. And they like everything, especially the tableau, like picturesque shot of the very, at the very end here of Bobby on the horse. Like, yeah, goddamn, I would frame that. <laughs> um, It is just insane. A pro for me is Hank getting the business from the farmhands the entire episode. They're just constantly <laughs> giving him shit um calling him hollywood Hills. everybody everybody's so terrible to him like Uh uh-huh and he finally he gets fed up with it and he he gets on a horse despite not really knowing what the hell he's doing like bobby's more competent on it but he's like no i'm doing it i'm showing you all that i wanted a truck and i wanted to help and i was not hanging out with henry winkley listening to stupid acid jazz like (laughs) this is not me i'm not a redneck i'm not i'm complicated i yeah yeah Um, and it's, I'm going to say that this is a pro as far as gentrification episodes go, this is better than the one with Enrique. So I'd rather watch this one here, here, (laughs) (laughs) but that's my pros. What do you got,
0: bud? Um, pros, you already kind of hit this, but God damn, Montana's beautiful. Helena, Montana might be the most beautiful city I've ever been to. Like it's insane. It's guys go to Montana. Go to Kalispell, go to Helena, go to Whitefish, like, it is rugged, it is, it's just great, it's really, like, it's as close to Alaska as you can get without having to, like, travel across the goddamn globe to get to, like, mountains and shit, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, go to Montana, it's beautiful, and, 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 side pro, they got faceplant Doppelweisen beer, and I'll never get that again. (laughs) Um... Uh, guys, Bro, I've been hearing about Hanks,
1: fucking Faceplant for over t- like 10 years at this point because I was just like three months too young to try it. And yep. Mark will never shut the fuck up about it. So if Greatest you're listening CR out there, I've brewmasters, this is, this man's drank a lot of beer. Sorry, Mark. I totally ran you over there. Not at all, buddy. Not at all. Um, Hank's
0: boner for Doc. I love Hank's general boner for Doc Platter. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Hey, do you know who voices Doc Platter?
0: Who voices Doc Platter? Is it Bill Dabitrov? Nope. Oh, really? I thought it was Steven Root. Nope. I thought it was who too. Who is it?
1: It's Mike Judge. Fuck me, really? Yeah. So can we give... Uh, I know last week we talked about how we, we give every other voice actor credit but Mike Judge. I've given him credit this week because I could not tell that Doc Platter was him. And I can usually I... pick him out of a crowd.
0: I I thought it was Bill that or, or Stephen Root. Wow, holy shit, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah,
1: unless the wow, wiki this... is totally lying to me, then yeah.
0: Huh. I mean, it might well be, but I'm not gonna check. I'd rather have my <laughs> mind blown. Um, I'm not either. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, follow up to the last one. Peggy is just being done with Doc. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just there's away. that bit.
0: Yeah, there's that bit and it's like, have you seen Bobby and he like leans down, well, the soil, I reckon, and then she just oh wait, there he is, and just walks away. <laughs> she is so over fucking old man Doc Platter and his goddamn cowboy witticisms.
1: Can I um, can I pitch can I pitch to you a buddy cop movie with him and John Redcorn?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it a platter full of redcorn. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Done.
1: Spec script coming.
0: <laughs> they they ride around. So John Redcorn drives the motorcycle. Doc Platter rides in the sidecar. Yeah, they go around the American Southwest, like, riding wrongs and, like, espousing, like. They both want it. They're both trying to crack into Twitter, but they don't know how to do it. So, like, Redcorn just gives, like, Native American witticisms and Doc Platter gives, like, old man farmer witticisms. And yeah, dude, I'm so into this. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's modern day cowboy and Indian. <laughs>
0: I mean, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hoof picking is so goddamn cathartic. It's like, have you ever picked a horse hoof? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is this the thing I, you've done?
1: So I've never done it, but I have seen so many videos on the internet of people just like cleaning hooves and they are, it's, it's like hypnotic. You can't not watch.
0: Yeah. I just, I, again, I grew up around a ton of horses, like, I am a pretty solid horseman in my own right, well I was, not anymore, now I'm fat and old, but I used to be a pretty solid horseman in my own right, but like, man, just like, you finish messing with them, you brush them down, you wipe them off after a ride, and then you pick their hooves, and like, the crap comes out of them, and like, they like it, and you like it, it is just like, it's such a wonderful thing, and I, this episode really made me miss it, because it's probably been 20 years since I've like, ridden a horse. Mm. like really? yeah um pro actually we're going to save that till the end but just man know that I got a good pro for us. Johnny, what you got Okay.
1: Like? Uh was so that's all the pros I've got. Those are all your pros, okay. Did yes. you just kind of you just kind of sat and watched, right? Like a lot of this I didn't write a lot here. I have two Did you cons. have a hard time
0: like picking it cuz I had a hard time kind of picking out cuz I I wasn't so like I wanted to make sure that I wasn't like you know shitty comic book nerd mark about this episode just because it's like episode one of season nine and yeah we jumped a shark and whatever but like really I found myself just like that's cool oh that's neat oh look at like I just didn't care I I really wanted to watch it yeah.
1: Yeah, no. The bulk of this episode, I really like. Do um, you mind if I jump into my cons, or you, you've got a good pro? No,
0: wanna... please, please, please. No, I'm good with my okay. pros.
1: Okay. Um, so I have two cons here, and the first one is we have now officially taken notes from The Simpsons, in that the guest star is just the guest Kay. star. It's it's Henry Winkler playing himself. Um, that's a Simpsons thing to do. Well, now, 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 hang on.
0: Now hang on a minute. Peggy's Fanfare, um uh Hank gets the willies. Um anything where Charlie Daniels is there.
1: Okay, here's my argument I'm, to that, my rebuttal. Those yeah. are all Texas tangential and fit in with the King of the Hill universe. Henry Winkler does not. Hmm. Those are all conceivably people okay. that Hank could eventually meet. You know? They're country music mus- musicians. Shit, we just saw Chet Chet Atkins two episodes ago.
0: Trace Atkins. In the Redneck on Rain. Trace yes.
1: Atkins, thank you. Not Chet. Chet drinks three beers a day. Or three three beers at lunch. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <You're>, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Well done, buddy. Well done. <laughs> no, you retconned
1: um, your own shit and called your own, like you, comic book nerded yourself. I'm proud of you yes um but like that's that's my my issue with this is henry winkler there's no reason for him to ever be in this show other than i'm pretty sure in 2004 he was working at fox for arrested development i bet you it was a hey let's walk into a sound booth we could have you work for two days you can make like 50 grand and we'll call it good
0: hey who does arrested development who's that showrunner
1: um let me take is that the guy with white hair
0: David, what it not David Cross? It's um, it's the guy with You're white talking hair. Talking about Larry David, and calls him out. Larry David, thank you. It's I want not to call Larry him Bernie David. Sanders, and he's not Bernie Sanders.
1: No, Bernie's it's not.
0: Larry David is Seinfeld, and um, yes, curb your enthusiasm. Uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yes, uh, yeah. Arrested
1: Development is Mitchell Hurwitz. Mm.
0: Okay, I wondered if that was like I wondered if that was the joke because I, I thought Larry David was the showrunner on Arrested Development, but okay, gotcha.
1: Gotcha. No. Um, so like that's that's why this is like it's it's weird and out of place. It's a guest star showing up and that doesn't really belong there. Um Like it doesn't fit in the world. So I I don't know, maybe I'm just being an asshole, but um and I also have a con and it's the same con as I had for the episode you and I just did earlier today. Um, losing the farm is a sitcom trope. It shows its age and I'm, st- I'm tired of seeing sitcom tropes. <laughs> oh, look, we're going to lose okay. the farm, ma. But yeah, I'm done with it. I'm just <laughs> done with you guys recycling shit from the sixties. Can I ask what the last loose in the farm episode was you watched of anything? No, oh, I don't know, but I, they make fun of it all the time. Like it's like a in, in joke.
0: I'm not trying to be an see, asshole,
1: I'm just curious. No, like I I'm sure I'm sure there's there's got to be like a gunsmoke episode or an Andy Griffith episode or shit, dude. No, 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 no. I'm going to take this back. I'm going to I'm going to bring this way forward, way forward into the future. It's not Lose the fa- okay. Farm in quotation marks, but it's Lose the Blank, right? um mark okay. you and i had a production meeting for Dangle podcast at the bar a couple days ago it was fantastic there's yeah, pictures we, we, we can prove it and uh at, on our way to the bar i was talking with you about a tv show that i had started watching that i was like oh this is kind of awesome and i was sad they're not making a fourth season of it it's duncanville on fox it's amy polar it's rashida jones it's got ty burrell the dad from arrested development not arrested development i just talked about that the dad from modern family god damn um <laughs> it's i'm i'm on it i'm on one tonight guys you can't tell that i've only had about four hours of sleep today um ty burrell in the third season his character he's obsessed with like classic rock and and that's that's he's collects all this memorabilia it's been his character the character arc the whole series And they have an entire episode dedicated to him saving the music store he went to as a kid. He buys the music store. They have to burn it down for the insurance money at some point because it's going to go under or he's going to lose his house or something else like that. Dude, this was two years ago. This episode came out two years ago. Oh, wow. They are still rehashing this fucking plot line.
0: Yeah, but you know, I bet they're also rehashing like Hey, I said I'd go out on a date with you, but I also said I'd go out on a date with you. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. There are no new stories anymore, but maybe there were 20 years ago on King of the Hill, 19 years ago on King of the Hill.
1: <sighs> Give me man versus the universe. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, uh, Opry Henklid Deluge, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, those are my two cons. They're not super glaring. They're just, w- one is irritating and the other one is just, I'm tired of seeing it. Okay, right on. I sound like a crotchety bastard tonight. I'm sorry. It's, oh,
0: you're allowed to be crotchety. You're allowed to be drunk. It's okay. You're allowed to do <laughs> and feel however you choose
1: to feel. Like, you can't... We are... We are nine seasons in guys. We all know that we're not, we're not fishing for pearls here. We're just fishing for meat.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) Um, What are Um, your cons, man?
0: All right. Some cons. Number one, personal con calving is not cool. It's not fun. It's not romantic. It's not the birth of goddamn life. It is disgusting. It is horrible. And I've been to that party at least, I don't know, eight times. Maybe more than that, but, like, you don't forget because it just keeps happening. Yeah. It's just gross. It's so gross and terrible. Ugh, the smell, John, the smell. Colostrum. Oh, yeah. God. Um, being from Colorado, this episode triggered me. I kind of already said that, but I'll just say it again. Um, I got a con, and it's a callback to um, Rodeo Days. Bobby is a better roper than we see him portrayed as this episode.
1: I noticed him and Joseph take
0: Bill down off the lawnmower. And, like, when he's up on Tennessee and roping that calf, like, man, he kind of like throws the lariat on it. And it's just we, maybe it's lazy animation, but I don't want to buy that because this episode you already called out is beautiful for animation. Um, Yeah. I just kind of feel like he's not really trying. It's like, we know that Bobby Hill is a better rope. Like, we talked about, like, the aptitude of Bobby Hill's roping ability, and I just don't think that they live up to that. Right. Um, Con, and here's my comic book nerd nitpick. There's no Osage County in Montana. There's one in Kansas. (laughs) And there's one in, um, That was somewhere else. Oklahoma. I don't fuck it. Yeah, in August. (laughs) In Tennessee. Sorry. Williams? Sorry. I reckon there's a lot of cats on hot tin roofs down that way, Johnny. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's theater, no Osage theater. County, Montana. I was trying to figure out like maybe where the platter ranch was, and I'm like, Osage is like a southern thing. It, like it's a color, like it's a it's a thing down south, yeah. like yeah. Um Man, and also one other con. You know what is really bad, John, is saddle soreness. Have you ever been saddle sore?
1: Uh, Mark, I think I've ridden a horse maybe once in my life, and I don't remember it very well. So, no. Okay. Well, saddle sore like... is about the worst sore you can be. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, oh, no. I was going to say, I don't like animals that are bigger than me, and I never have.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: I just like the be you. thing.
0: Yeah, I can tell you as someone who's been there, um, bouncing around on a saddle all day gets real rugged, even if you're used to Mm -hmm. it. Um, Hank's narrow urethra and his fucking diminished gluteal syndrome are now pounded and decimated to shit. Like, Ooh. he's done. He is done. Like, all the, like, ass growth from, like, Incredible Hank, no, out the window, his tailbone is shattered, <laughs> his ball sack is popped, his narrow urini has exploded. It's over, man. It, gotcha. Especially that beginning, because, like, you see Hank just, like, bouncing up and down on that saddle, and, like, he's done, man. Like, yeah. but also, like, we don't, con we don't get, like, a Bobby, like... Side bit where he's like trying to dismount Tennessee and goes, I can't move my legs because you can't because you lose feeling after about four hours. Like, yeah. you're just done. Yeah. And we don't get it. But whatever, that's OK, because I don't want to see Bobby like hurting for certain. Um Favorite moment, buddy? I got two.
1: Uh, first one okay. is watching the yuppie talking about how he's got people waiting for brunch and his ho- his car just getting completely obliterated by that cow. <laughs> yeah, there is shit and torn up seat everywhere, and that is hilarious. God, um, oh, it's it just makes me makes me smile inside. But the the best one in this is Hank just going, "Dang it, I'm complicated." <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Oh, uh, what
0: about you, buddy? Um, I want to go back one more time and call back to um, how to fire a rifle without really trying. Okay. And I got super horned up with that ending with, oh, we forgot your mother. We should go get her. And like they're walking off yep. in the sunset and they it fades to black. Um, This ending, this ending kind of snuck up on me. I kind of forgot. Again, I forgot how this one ended. I, I knew the bit about Peggy finds the obscure law. And like, that kind of pulls yep. your card of, I know how it ends, so it ruins it for me. But I guess I didn't know how it ends. Because like, um, there's that bit. And she goes, why did we come on this stupid trip? And Hank goes, because of that. And they pan up to Bobby up on the horse. Just that. And then they the black. Yeah. And that, that is a King of the Hill ending that I, in the beginning of this show, that you and I are doing now, was always on the hunt for. Because it's such a good ending. And now here we are at season nine and I'm getting it's that. Getting ending. Holy shit. That is amazing to me. I am. It's weird to find it here. Yeah. Yes. You didn't think you were going to see it. I didn't think I, I thought that scene happened like midway through the episode. I honestly, I remember that's that frame. Uh, and I see, I saw it on Reddit like three weeks ago and I was yeah. just like, oh boy, that one's fucking coming up the pike. I can't wait to see that shit. And I mm-hmm. forgot about it. Yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. I'm bitter or whatever. But like. And then I saw it tonight and I was like, wow, that's, it's just good. And I really yeah. like it. Yeah. But that's what, that's what I got, buddy.
1: Well, all right then. I say we get onto a rating, man. Well, uh, scale of charcoal to blue flame. What do you give a river runs through it? Rover runs through it. Brilliant <laughs> slip.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. Like he, that's the other thing you already called out. How like Henry Winkler is the guest stars, guest star. Yeah. They're just, like, calling out the episode title. That's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, no, so I gave it a King. Okay. But now I'm talking to you, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, so, like, if I watch this for, like, continuity, it really pisses me off. Like, it's not good. But then, like, you and I kind of, like, hashed it out a little bit and, like, maybe we can kind of, like, reconcile it and make it work. You know. yeah
1: like, like i said I, i'm having one of my my patented skinner prove me wrong children moments if you can if you can come up with a theory that doesn't piss me off as to how this would all work then i'm willing to accept it and i will preach it but i have watched this episode in this series so many times and have never figured out how we can make this work so yeah,
0: yeah and there's that bit but then like I don't hate this episode. This is a really good episode of King of the Hill like um yeah. I really think you could maybe show this to anybody without a lot of context and be fine with it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like already jumped the sharky as shit, but like isn't that the mark of a good jump the shark episode? You just like now we're just here for the ratings so no one gives a shit. Like
1: I mean, it could be I my way of solving this episode is you take away the guest star. You, you don't make it about a, a named actual human being that lives with us in the real world. Make it another just like, I don't know, angry Texan that's got a bunch of money. Just nameless random guy. Dude, bring back Holloway. Bring back J.R. Holloway from Holloway. Homes. Oh, make him the oh. bad guy.
0: Oh, that'd be, oh dude, that'd be so much better. That'd be uh-huh. so much better. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you wouldn't get the Henry Winkler, but, like, you know, you could just get, like, Maddie Platter, like, it's that jackass from New York, jackass from New York, and then he goes, and, oh, Holloway and, like, it's not the jackass from New York, it's he's the jackass from Boston. from Boston, but Maddie doesn't know the difference. Yeah, that'd be...
1: Uh-huh. And, hey, he's got... He, he oh. has to go kick his jukebox, and the theme from Dallas starts playing, and he walks out and hands Hank a mint julep, like, it's... <laughs> Writes itself, man. Really
0: does. It's a be- <laughs> Wow, it's like a... Th- <laughs> wow. <laughs> such a better... Man, fuck this. I'm dropping this now to a char- or charcoal and giving you the fucking blue flame. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the blue... The, the char flame of valor. I don't know. Fuck. Oh, it's such a better episode. Yeah, you're right. God, yeah. too, like... I could even see the scene of, like, Hank getting out of the Range Rover behind um Holloway's Range Rover and Yeah. Well hey there, JR. Didn't think I'd see you again. Oh Oh, my god. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my god. Johnny, fuck (laughs) you. I'm mad now. (laughs) It is it is nine PM and I gotta go to I have school in the morning, mister. And now you got me all horned up. Oh shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I didn't rate this. Now it's a butane. Fuck it. It's a butane. I don't give a shit. What are you giving this? I think I missed it.
1: Uh, it's so we're gonna have a quad-tane right now. It's also a butane. Um, I don't okay. hate the ending. I actually really like the ending. This is arguably the most beautiful episode of King of the Hill we've ever seen. You talk about yes. the the ending tableau of Bobby going up on the on the horse, but honestly, I think an even prettier section is when he's on his Game Boy and he's ignoring nature around him right before he meets Tennessee. Like yeah. that entire sequence is so beautiful. Big horn so, sheep
0: fighting, the elk sit in the meadow, yeah.
1: Yeah, what knocks it down to a butane and what makes me not really care, it's Henry Winkler. That's the that's the point. Like, you guys are trying to do Simpsons shit right now. Interesting. And this is when I stopped watching... The, shit, this is the 13th, 14th, 15th season of The Simpsons in 2004. Do you remember any episode of The Simpsons from season 14 or 15? No. Because we were all tired of that shit. Why, why would you... Why would you bring that into this show now?
0: Join us for Dangle Springcast, where Johnny and I take six episodes at once of <laughs> Simpsons.
1: Oh God! No, in order to in order to keep up with King of the Hill, we just have to do a season of The Simpsons for every three episodes of King of the Hill. Oh fuck! Then we, me. then that should even out, right? Wait, a season of
0: Simpsons for every episode? Of, there's not. 208 seasons there will be 208 episodes of simpsons but yeah
1: well mark i think we uh we ought to get out of here now because this is this might be our longest episode to date i I blame the slap happiness if not (laughs) i blame the slap happiness of me not having any sleep and shit dude you never sleep so that's i don't know what your problem is but um (laughs) i got an important question for you what's that buddy mark do you still like king of the hill
0: Well, I reckon sometimes, Mike Judge, he comes and goes with consistency. But just like a mother's love, it's always there. Yeah, I still like King of the Hill.
1: I will never forget you, Mark Jones.
0: (laughs) John, do you still like King of the Hill?
1: Wingo, buddy. You know it. I love King of Hell. <laughs> you wanna
0: <laughs> I'm s i am I got the giggles. You wanna
1: you wanna tell those good people where to find us, buddy? Absolutely. The good people of internet and podcast land can always reach out to us on our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, our Facebook group. We are at dang Old Podcast. Um, if you wanna reach out to us on Gmail, it's at Dangold at gmail.com You can always reach out to me personally on uh, Instagram, I'm krautball, that's kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Um, Mark, if I may interject for a second, I'm getting real horned up because we just recorded a very special episode yesterday, did we not?
0: Yes, we did.
1: Uh, Guys, I got to guest star on Two Wizards and it's one of my prides and joys to do that, but I got to do that with a brand new member of the High Hammock Studio.
0: Yeah, we have been teasing this project now for a couple weeks. I hope y'all were getting horned up for it like we were. Um, Yeah, we could just probably announce it now. By the time you have heard this episode, um, our newest addition to the House House High Hammock family will have dropped. I can't wait to show my kids. This is a weekly cinema review podcast between me and all the members of the High Hammock family. Yes, we were a bunch of friends in college who are now friends later on in life because (laughs) I'm using podcasting to, like, keep my homies close to me. Um, Me and my buddy Brad, and soon to be Johnny, and I'm very sure soon to be Josh at some point. um, We are going to talk about movies that, like, are super popular, but maybe somebody missed. And then, like, what did these pop culture icons mean to us as a person? What do they mean to the people seeing it for the first time? But then also when can you show these classic movies to your children uh brad has two kids i have an imaginary son in ajax we talk about him uh this week is our inaugural episode with back to the future oddly enough brad and i neither neither one of us had seen back to the future until we watched it <laughs> for this podcast um we are having a great time with it i can tell you right now guys we're about four episodes deep and um, every week is getting better, and I really hope you will all join us on this journey. I can't wait to show my kids, be looking out for that. But also, Johnny, you were on just now, the Two Wizards podcast. The the weekly podcast where me and my buddy Josh, and sometimes you, Johnny, and oddly enough, one-time Brad. Um, we all stared into a void so that the listeners didn't have to. We talked about Adult Swim, we watched some classic Adult Swim episodes, really like, the best crossover that you could get between this show two oh, Wizards, yeah. and I can't wait to show my kids like the perfect synthesis of crossover. Here we stand, triumphant and mighty. Um, I've been talking for so long. Also, find me Marcus Doris Twitter, um, Dangle Podcast Instagram, Dangle Podcast on Twitter, Dangle Podcast on Gmail. Ah, uh, High Hammock website incoming. I don't know if people look out for websites anymore, but we're getting there. Johnny, anything else, buddy?
1: No, you know, I think uh, I'm just about wrapped up for the evening. Uh, So I'm just going to say a a fond farewell and see you all next week. Thanks for listening.
0: We'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our longest episode ever. (laughs) Good night, guys. We love you.